Well, well, well. How is everyone doing? My name is Sina Palvon. And I am JD Bonatoni. And this is Talk Too Much Hoops, produced by Rolling Sevens. This is our co venture podcast. JD, are you excited for this podcast? Very. And what type um, of podcast is this? I mean, we've been talking about doing this for a long time, basically yeah. since we met, but mm-hmm. it was not basketball season. And no, it, wasn't. it is now slowly approaching. And I'm extremely, extremely excited for this upcoming year. Let's go. When does the season start? Tuesday, 22nd. How many days away is that? Four days. It's like three. Three days. So you guys will be seeing this the day before. It's on Monday. Um, We are very excited to bring you this basketball podcast. This is, in case you didn't know, a hoops podcast. We will be covering basketball. The best sport alive, right? It is 100% the best professional sport right now. There's a lot of issues in football. I'm not a fan of this (laughs) instant replay penalty review stuff. There is a big China issue in Uh, basketball right now, though, for the record. We're we're not big into politics either, (laughs) so I don't really want to talk China too much. We kind of are, but not on camera. Yeah, and um, I think baseball's... To baseball, be honest with you, baseball is baseball. Like, it's a little bit that you just defined it right there. <laughs> it's a it's a slow watch. It's a slow burn. Not the most exciting thing. But you know? I mean, basketball games score two hundred points at least most Any of the time. Any of you can watch a basketball game, right? JD, what are we doing today on our first episode? What are we featuring? So today we're gonna, we're going to do a little bit of introduction, and then we are going to do our preseason awards, which is really our predictions for the end of the season. Like, who do we think is going to actually take these awards home by the end of the year? What so, are yeah. the awards? Can you give us the awards real quick? Okay, so we can run through these real quick. Um, we're going to do Executive of the Year, Most Improved Player, Six Man, Rookie of the Year. Coach of the Year. Defensive Player. Coach, I, did I skip that? Yeah. Coach of the Year, excuse me. And then MVP, your League Champion, and then your Finals MVP. So these are our predictions for each one of these categories. It's our preseason awards that we will be doing later on. But before we do, I'm going to introduce both. We're going to introduce ourselves a bit. JD, if you want to go first, tell the audience, our guests, who you are, your background, and why you decided to do a basketball podcast. Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm overweight and I'm Caucasian. <laughs> um, I think we'll get the – there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's probably me. Uh, <laughs> You're dumb, honestly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I am, but I play college football. I've been, I've been involved with athletics my entire life. I play basketball as far as high school. I went to one college practice and realized – being humble. <laughs> but I realized after one college basketball practice that I didn't have what it takes to play in college you went basketball. To, you went to a college youth practice? Yes, I did. Just one. Right. You got invi- You were on the team or you got invited? Or uh, Well, I was invited to summer practice right. by the coach because I had talked to him. I said I played in high school and they said, well, we... You hooped at Palo? Mm-hmm. Did you go, by the way, to Palo Verde High School, the best public high school in Yes, Nevada? I did. We are actually both Palo Verde alums, but... Oh, what's that? I'm, I, I'm, I do too? I'm kind of... Uh, I don't I'm, say, sign- fuck I'm off significantly it. older. And, I've, and those of you who don't know, he is probably the greatest Palo Verde fo- high school football quarterback of all oh, time. Oh, wow. I mean, that's high praise. There's I'll really, take it. But, is there anybody better than you? Just be honest. Um, there's only one other guy, and his name's Jarrell Harrison, and he was fantastic. He was the guy before me. Was he better than you? Be honest. Be honest. At quarterback, no. As an athlete, yes. yes. Okay. But at quarterback and as like a dog? Well, I mean, he played He he was a he played Division One. He played safety in college. I ended up playing quarterback in college so for you guys so I'm the there, better QB but no I feel like your talent like your arm talent was that was the best dude thing. he he threw a football and almost hit a pigeon on a roof I, I think I saw that where you were trying to the fact that you tried to is pretty insane I mean I, no one ever tried hitting a pigeon I got on him roof. to move <laughs> yeah you threw where he I missed hit. him though I didn't hit him for those of you that don't know about JD and I um we're two dogs we love to argue <laughs> but we when I say we're two dogs I'm being serious we we really, we, we're really passionate about this stuff, and we love to argue not only that, but we put a lot of research into it, and we were thinking to ourselves, like, the amount of research we put into basketball, why not do something with it? Like, we're just wasting our time if we don't. So It's like even being a football player, yeah. it was always by far my favorite sport. I always kind of just was like, you know, watching Michael Jordan. No, 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 watching basketball. basketball. Watching, yeah, yeah. watching Michael Jordan as a kid and going on into the LeBron era and just being able to follow – so who got you? Name one player before we start that got you into basketball. The one player that got you. Into um, basketball, like I, always, I, I always watched as a childhood because my, my family is a family of gamblers. Uh-huh. So we were always at action on pretty much every sports game there was. So like I always watched a ton of sports. But when I, re- I really fell in love with basketball about year 2000 at the height of like the Kobe Shaq Lakers and Allen Iverson's rise. 
that so Kobe and, was the guy, and Michael Jordan was an old man, and like it was, so, it was just such a cool time in very basketball. Very similar for me. My guy was Dwayne Wade, two thousand six, first Mavericks Finals. That great, was the year I got great into choice. It. When he had the all black leg straps and that white little tip at the end, he was just so swaggy. But basically, JD, I'm going to ask you this for our viewers before we get into our preseason awards. I wanted to ask you. Let them know, what are you looking most forward to this NBA season? Because it is going to be the craziest possibly NBA season of all time. That's why I'm so excited for us to start, be starting this show right now. This is the in the most excited I've ever been for an NBA season in recent memory. Like, the only time it's even close to this was probably when LeBron went to the Heat. That yes, year was... No, that was. When Amari went to the Knicks, LeBron that was a you know That was a phenomenal offseason. A lot of hype going into the year. But, like, uh, the, the, the Warriors broke up. Which means that everyone has a chance now. They with, broke with, up, but they're still together. They got deal. Yeah, I know. But if if they still had Kevin Durant, um, there you know, there's not too many teams that could beat them. Now that he's in Brooklyn and injured, um, Kawhi's left the East. Uh, I mean, Dallas Paul George, has Paul George left OKC. Yeah, Dallas has two dogs: the Clippers, the Lakers. The like, I mean, th where do you start? <laughs> this is the only season I remember in sports that there have been so many random X variables where we just really just don't know what's going to happen. No, I mean, try and pick the order of the West right now. Good luck. Uh, Lakers, <laughs> I might want, but well, get see, your bias out the way, by the way. Okay, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Let's get that out of the way <laughs> right away. I've been a Cavs fan, a Heat fan, a Cavs fan again, and now a Lakers fan. So I'm a Bulls fan, so you're not going to hear that much bias from um, me. I will probably be rooting for Dallas when LeBron retires. That's probably where I'll go next. So don't trust him. That, that, so, no loyalty um, there. Well, uh they're, well, the, the players don't have any loyalty either. No, I agree. So this is um, <laughs> yeah. How should the fans? So I mean, this is <laughs> yeah. a this is a players' league, yeah, man. I agree. So it's like you root for your guys. It's not so much about oh man, I've been rooting for the Bulls for thirty years. Like no, it's more I like, I'm I am rooting for my Bulls. Derrick Rose is my favorite player all time. You go ahead and do your thing, but I'm not watching too many Knicks games this year. I'm gonna watch. You well, you know you, you're gonna watch all the Knicks games. I do think RJ saw. <laughs> yeah, but, you're I mean, gonna love the Knicks. But I'm just saying it's and not Dennis like, Smith, you like I don't Smith. have those. Uh, you like Dennis Smith? Admit I, I'm who am I bullshit? I'm gonna watch every game. Yeah, this exactly. Like, every team probably. I bet a lot too, so we'll say that. I'm looking forward to covering basketball with my guy over here, just because, as I just said, this is the most the season that I remember has most random X variables um, involved in it. But I'm more excited to be. You know, I don't really. I'm very excited to start this journey with my guy JD over here. I, our goal is within the next couple of years, within this year, honestly, is to be known as the basketball gurus of Las Vegas. Is that not it? I mean, yeah, I want to. I want to like you know, your goal should always exceed your grasp, right? 100%. I want this to be Remember the best. Quote. I want this to be the best basketball podcast ever. That's what I want. That's what we both want. That's what. Well, it's what's going to happen, right? It's inevitable. If you can dream We're it, getting, yeah. you can do it. <laughs> People Blades hate on glory us. Reference. People are hate on hate on us for our self confidence, but the truth of the matter is, we wanted to do something different in starting this podcast. We wanted to present NBA information to you guys in an entertaining way, right, JD? Yeah, I mean the NBA is there's a reason why it's on TNT for the national TV games because TNT knows drama. The NBA is the most drama filled league. Um, Where are you getting these lines? You did not have these lines. You um, definitely did your research. What do you, what do you mean? These dudes just throwing out bars I like mean, hey, throw tomorrow. I mean, I'm trying to do a show here. Um, yeah, I, I didn't write that down. No, anything. you're throwing out some good lines, like goals over grass. I was like, where did you get this well, shit? Well, okay, I'm just I'm <laughs> trying to a, talk. Yeah, I don't my know. Bad, my bad. Talk no, no, no. no I'm talking too much. I always do. Um, yes, we should. But yeah, this is a drama-filled league. There's always something going on, whether it's China, whether it's Kevin Durant breaking up with a team, whether... China. You know, whether it's uh, guys that we love getting hurt, there's always something happening. There's always some kind of cultural relevance in the sport. So it's, it's an awesome follow. So I'm going to ask you right now, what are you most excited for? The one thing of this upcoming season? The one thing? Mm -hmm. If I had to pick one thing, um, it's going to be the probably the Lakers winning in six. That's I, I'm, I think that they're going to go all the way this year. I really do. And I that's can't, I can't dispute that. To and honest. that's not even like a bias thing. Um. They look phenomenal, and I, I know everyone's like, oh, the Clippers, the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers are probably the second-best team. We haven't seen the Clippers play to, to give them their fair. I think everyone's acting like the Clippers are just going to hit the ground running, and there's going to be no learning curve, and there's no whatever. I'm like, I, their two best players play the same position. Automatically, it's going to be something to think about. My thing on the on the Clippers is just the fact that, you know, you said it best. They, didn't they win 52, 55 games last year? They won 50-plus. 50 50-plus. 50 
and now they added the two best two-way players in basketball currently. I would say definitely the best two, especially – Well, the, well, we counting big men because that's not fair. We talked about this earlier. Joel and AD would have to be one and two. Okay, well, we'll say the best perimeter um, I can't agree with two-way that. players. Uh, and a close third, maybe even number two if he's healthy, would be Clay Thompson. Or so, LeBron when he tries. Or LeBron's LeBron, one. LeBron's it's LeBron one when the effort is there. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I love the man, but um, – He's he's been loafing on defense a little bit the last couple of years with but due reason we were talking it, about yeah but it's not for no reason he needs to conserve his energy because he was the offense like going on you know three years now basically since Kyrie left where he had to do the bulk of the ball handling everywhere he's been did you see his quote in the locker room the other day they're like how do you expect to handle a large workload this year do you think your workload is <laughs> going to be no they said do you think your workload this year is going to be reduced and he was like I mean it, it sounds good but I I was born for a large workload. On and off the court, he said. I'm like, did you, did you watch 2006 yeah. when I took a bunch of cripple guys to the finals? He was basically <laughs> – but what I like about LeBron is just he was saying, like, you know, there are certain players like, you know, I love Steph Curry. He's my favorite player right now. But this man is like, you know, coach, my ankle hurts 32 minutes out. LeBron is 30 – my ankle's broken 32 minutes. Put me in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, that's what makes him so great. He's the sustained greatness. This is year 17. I mean, I've watched – he has another. I, I can eighty percent of the game. If he said he has another ten years of dominance, I would not not believe him. He's, I'm going to dominate for another ten years. I mean, doubt me. He's thirty. Doubt he's thirty six. Yeah, turns thirty six in December. I believe. If he said I'm going to dominate till I'm forty six, I'd probably believe him. Well, I think he's going to play to forty one so that he can play with Bronny. We I think that was that. the. Uh, yeah. That, I think that's his. You know, best case scenario. Dream. Before I get into the preseason awards, I want. What are your predictions for forty one year old LeBron? His stat line. Forty. Um, he will – God, he's probably still – Michael averaged 21, 20. He 20. did 20.0 his last year. Okay. So who would you – what would you have LeBron at? As at, at 41. At the same age. So you're like 22, 23. So this last year he probably still is like a fucking 18, 21. 18, 7, 8 guy maybe, yeah, something like that. He, crazy thing is I still think he'll average 20. I don't think I, – I still think he would too, but I'm trying to not seem like such <laughs> yeah. a homer. Probably like 24, 9, 6 probably. I'm going to tell you guys right now before we go. I mean, we can't really. We were just talking about this earlier. There's a one A, one B. You're going to hear a lot of goat debates on this show, but we're both pretty high up on on LeBron's accomplishments in the modern era of basketball. Yeah, I mean, LeBron. I mean, it's clear who the top two are. I think. And yeah. The, I, I mean, so I think that's pretty clear now. Um, and we will we will get into a lot of yeah. Goat I don't debates. want to do the yeah, well, goat debate really, today. So JD, obviously the big storylines in this offseason was all these players switching teams and now we suddenly look at the board and there's like 10 hall of fame duos if not even more that's an understatement so you know with all these random variables as we were talking about i wanted to ask you what is your favorite duo right now in the nba this new duo and what has impressed you the most this preseason before we get into our preseason awards? okay wow that's a that's a there's a lot there there is okay so first of all like that's the thing that's awesome about the nba player mobility you can go create I don't want to say super teams anymore, but you can kind of play with no, people. Super team is the average team nowadays. Yeah, like the way that the league can shuffle, and it seems like it's been mostly in twos. Like a lot of these teams have like two unbelievable players, and it's really cool right now. Um, so who my favorite are and who the best are probably I shouldn't different. allow you to say one team. I mean um, – You're not allowed to say the, the ones that are yeah, the best. They're the ones that are the best is LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's no question. That's not my favorite, though. My favorite – uh, dude, those two those two giants out there in Dallas, man. Um, Luca and Porzingis are okay. they're my favorite. They're gonna be my probably my favorite to watch and moving forward just because of the I don't know, there's a lot the of youth. A lot of youth, a lot of potential. You know you're gonna be watching these guys for a long time. But um, I think Anthony Davis and LeBron are the best. I think Paul for George now, and Kawhi are probably the second best. So I agree with you, actually. I do. I actually very fully agree with you in the sense that the Lakers... I'm personally... He doesn't... You're going to notice this trend. I'm going to say that There's going to be a big Russell Westbrook debate on this show. <laughs> yeah, we have very differing he opinions. He hates Russell Westbrook. And that's extreme. I don't hate Russell Westbrook. He has a... Um, a dartboard in his room with Russell Westbrook's <laughs> picture in the middle, that, but he doesn't hate him. That's on no, him. No, <laughs> that's it, this is not a uh, Silence not of the, the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I do prefer, I do love. I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan just because he's done it for me in fantasy. I, I am a fantasy guru. I could see him being an unbelievable fantasy. And you know, and not only that, but I, I love his dog, and I, I personally think that there's been, you know, we'll get into this a lot of overplayed storylines regarding that player. <laughs> 
But in this sense, I have to agree with you, JD, just because as great as James Harden and Russell Westbrook will be, I feel like the Paul George and Kawhi duo is more easy to throw in any roster in the league and have that roster win it. Oh, right? yeah. You know what I mean? Like that Russ and James Harden duo, you throw that in a lot of teams, ugh, that doesn't mesh well. No, you know but I mean? I, Paul, it, yeah. and do you know what the big takeaway is? is what? That it's because they're so defensively dominant. Good, That's a big thing. Good luck throwing the ball into the post with Kawhi and Paul George sagging off you. Good luck trying to run a fast break. Good luck. Like, those things are going to be scary. And and, and the fact that Beverly and, like, Montrezl Harrell are out there. Throw, too, yeah. like, dude, there's so much defense out there. The thing is, and you were saying this about defense, I agree with you just because, you know, Russ, I think, is phenomenal on defense. But we know about James Harden's questions on defense throughout the years. While he has gotten better, I would say uh, you can't he, compare that duo to a Paul George and Kawhi when you have the, you know, they're – Tier one all-time Hall of Fame defense. The, the only thing I would say Westbrook has, they have the advantage. They've played together before, so I think that that's going to be a benefit maybe early. But over the longevity, once Kawhi and Paul George figure it out, good luck to everybody else. And I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't really think there's – I think it's marginal. You, can't, you can choose. You can argue me, choose James Harden and Westbrook. But just like we were saying in the sense that I think that's a more cohesive duo, I do think that Westbrook and Harden duo is going to be more dominant on offense. But – as we know in the playoffs, when when you need to show up, I think they could start real fast. I think that they could really be like these first twenty games. People, I don't, think the Clippers will start real fast. Don't, too. Well, see, I think they'll hit the ground running. But I think I think Houston really has a chance. I think they'll be better earlier than late. Honestly, I think that um, I think they'll be good all the way through the regular season. I think in playoffs is when I, I want to see there because James Harden does like the defense. Do people don't realize teams step their game up twenty percent playoffs right? Like, is James Harden going to be able to oh, play like this the in the playoffs? defense is cr way higher, the level of play in general. James Harden's but, different from the playoffs in the season. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to be out there trying to score 40 every night. And and I don't know about a playoff recipe if that can work for 16 wins. And that's what we're, they're all playing for, you know. So. And I have to agree with you there, unfortunately. So, like, all these things that we've been talking about, what um, going into the preseason, you know, we had a lot of things that we were thinking about. Who has impressed you the most? I want to know, like, the team and the player. Who's impressed you the most preseason games? I have two players that have impressed me the most. Um, mine is, I'm sure you're going to agree with me on one of them, is Porzingis on the Mavericks. Uh, I have been fully erect watching this <laughs> man play. I'm just happy to see him play, man. Like, have you? Did you expect him to be like this, though? It's like a fucking on. He took yeah. steroids, bro. Well, he's they're saying he's so pissed off because he wanted to come back in February last yeah, year. I'm just, and they didn't let him. So this dude's just been itching to play yeah, basketball. I mean, he had, he he blocked what's his name on the Pistons three times in a row Drummond? yesterday. Not Drummond. It wasn't Drummond. It was the it was one of the backups. But he he swatted him three times and then went coast to coast. Like this dude's ready to play, and he's seven three. It's like when you have to bust a nut for so long and you just <laughs> you hold it in. He's had blue balls for about <laughs> yeah. a year then. Yeah, basketball blue balls. But the second guy I want to name, I, Dwayne Bacon on the Hornets. Really. And I was going to the season. I I knew about him. He was a pretty good combo guard who could score the ball, but. You know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. He's their starting two over Malik Monk. They needed him to step up and take a larger role this year with Kemba gone. He's looked phenomenal in the preseason. They're saying he needs to be their second best scorer to for this team to have any noise. And they got Scary Terry. Scary Terry being their first. And I, I've liked Dwayne Bacon a lot this year. What about yourself? Uh, Obviously the Lakers. Okay, and what about though. team? What team? The Lakers, man. You see this team, bro. I, I can't even tell you. Like, I don't even have any words to describe how. I don't know how dominant this defense is going to be in the paint. Dwight and AD and JaVale as a three-man rotation down there, there's no breaks. Like, how do you attack that paint? And then I'm just praying to God we get boogie by the conference finals. I honestly think that's a detriment to you. Because, like, if you get boogie, who do you bench? I think we just got to shuffle some minutes around. Some people are going to have to run four. I mean, but they're, you know what they're running two bigs all year. But when the Warriors played boogie last year, you have to admit they were less efficient and worse defensively and worse in transition. Yeah, but I think that's uh, that's a little different. They play completely different than how the Lakers want to play. I think uh, I agree with you. I think the, they're way more suited. It's not as democratic, man. It's going to be LeBron on ball, dishing. That's why I think he's going to have double-digit assists this year. I, I really do. Agree with you. So they're going to be facilitating in a different way. A um, lot of lot of passing and cutting in Golden State. Not really the same when you have a ball dominant six eight point guard who's also the greatest player of all time. It's gonna be very interesting. But um, I'm, my team is actually different than yours. The team that's impressed me the most has been Milwaukee. Um, I'm thinking losing Brogdon was gonna be a big deal and a playmaker. They didn't lose a single preseason game. They won every single game. So. Do you think Milwaukee repeats as the one in the East Conference? Eastern I think Conference? they repeat as the one, and then I think they'll probably go seven games to Philly. You know, pick your side. Milwaukee, huh? So, well, I'm going to ask you this now that you brought up Milwaukee. 
because I do want to get in these. Oh, and player, more. sorry. Yeah, and the player was, was Kobe was, White. Oh, okay. See, I thought you were gonna name Giannis. Kobe White. Like that's. I mean, that's the thing we're all looking forward to, right? That's interesting because that's these, my team. We're talking about um, like these second, third year players taking big leaps, and how are these rookies gonna do right away? And I've been incredibly impressed with Kobe White. I have to agree with you, man. I have too. I don't know why I didn't say because he's. I'm a Bulls fan, diehard Bulls fan, as I said. But what about Kobe White's play has impressed you? I don't know if it's necessarily that I didn't have the highest expectations. I think I'm. You know, so I mean, I don't think that I didn't think he was going to come in. I didn't think he was going to be faster than everyone on the court. Neither. I didn't think his jumper was going to be this good. I didn't think his jumper looking good right now. It's sweet. It's very sweet. Because I watched him in summer league. I was thinking to myself, he's a slasher who can create plays past the open guy. I don't know if he can consistently hit a jumper. His his jumpers look last at least last three preseason games. Scoring in the twenties. I mean, he scored like what twenty nine last night, but I mean. The dude is just—he just looks like he's moving at different speed than Do everyone else on the court. Do we start him as a Bulls fan? Do we start him? Got to, got to move Levine to two. Have to. And so you're done is coming off the bench this year. Has to. I kind of agree with you. As th- a rookie, I, you're just I, throwing Kobe in the fire. I, I think he. I think you just have to build right now on him, Markinen, and Zach Levine. Those are your three guys. You got to ride them. And I wanted to ask you: Did you see Kobe White doing this when he, we drafted him? When the Bulls drafted? Absolutely not. I thought that it was a reach. I I'd seen him play only a couple of times in college, but I didn't think he was this good. I he looks like a top five pick, and he went like what seven or eight. So you're very high on on Milwaukee as a dominant powerhouse in the East, and you think Kobe White? Do you think I'm going to ask you this to finish with Kobe White because I am interested. I'm a Bulls fan. Do you think he could take this team to the next step, a playoff team? And you know, I mean, I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I really do. I think that. If he keeps improving, that they could be really scary in the future. I was about to say, we have him, Levine, Otto Porter, who's 25, Laurie, and Wendell Carter. These are 21, 22. That's what I'm saying. Like, that team is really built. For five years from now. I mean, they're all on rookie deals. They could still, that, that much talent with your young guys can attract a free agent, a big one. You saw you saw what all those young guys with the Lakers, LeBron, with, you know, with Lon, the potential of what Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, all those guys bring. When you're an older guy, you like, see that you want to help them. Yeah, I'm not saying necessarily James Harden, but like guys that are at the end of those other deals. Chris Paul. I don't. I don't that's not the guy you want there. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, chill. I, I'd rather play Kobe. I like Chris Paul, but he's going to get bought out, and he'll be a Laker by playoff time. That's a big buyout. That's a big contract. It is, but if you're winning 20 games, why are you paying somebody 30 million a year? It doesn't make sense to me. That is true. That is true. When we get back, everybody, we're going to get into what you guys want to see, the preseason awards. Welcome to the first annual preseason award show. JD, what's our uh, very first award that we're going to talk about here? Um, Cena Palavon, who will be your executive of the year. I hate how you said my last name like that, but what Palavon? Yeah. Uh, how do you say it? Palavon. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, oh yeah, well I know I look pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah very, uh, very uh, dapper, man. So, executive of the year will be our first award. Who do I have as my executive of the year? I do not want to say this out loud, but I have to. Uh, that's Jerry West. Jerry West, well. The executive of the Clippers. Just because, you know, your goal as a franchise is to win an NBA championship. This man puts together a roster of role players that won 50-plus games without their best core players. And then he goes on and adds the two best perimeter two-way players in basketball, two Hall of Famers. One of them is probably going to end up a top five, top ten player of all time. It looks like that's his trajectory. He's only 26. And it's just crazy how he nailed both of them in one off. Well, I mean, yeah, this team beat the Warriors twice in the playoffs. They really did. And now they've kept everybody and added two phenomenal pieces. I can't, I can't fault you there. Um, Go ahead. Give us the Executive yours. of the Year Award is won really in two different times, right? So it's about what you do uh, in during free agency in the draft, and then it's what do you do at the trade deadline. I think um, the guy that's been the best for the, probably the best, past five years is probably going to win it again. I will go with David Griffin of the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay, why? This guy brought LeBron back to Cleveland, made the Kevin Love trade, built Orlando currently constructed, and then as soon as he got to New Orleans, executed the Anthony Davis trade for all those young Lakers, and yes. then drafted Zion Williamson number one. Uh, how many rings did all this do? Um, how, they got some potential future rings. 
Oh, all those other things he did? Yeah. I mean, he got a ring to Cleveland. They have no championships since no, 1954. That's why I can't really dispute this, because he did bring a ring. And Orlando was picking top three every year, and now they are a playoff team. So He got the guy that brought the ring to the. <laughs> well, you saw how the Pelicans bungled the Anthony Davis trade at the trade deadline last year. That was awful, because they could have gotten everything. Well, yeah. And what happened? They, they fired that guy. They and did. then they hired this man. And instantly, his moves have all been correct. And he demanded that he get Lonzo Ball and not Kuzma in the deal. Demanded. And you like that? I think Lonzo's a phenomenal player. He's going to have a phenomenal career. I think him and Zion's a match made in history as long as Zion's knees hold up. So do you think, you know, I get it. You know, him getting Lonzo's great. Do you think Lonzo was that franchise-altering piece? Do you think that was that much of an accomplishment to demand Lonzo over Kuzma? Well, I personally think he's better. Um, I think he might be better right now. You can make a case for that. But I, I see I see Jason Kidd written all over Lonzo's career. And if I could get Jason Kidd when he was 20, I would absolutely do it. You make a good point there. Shane. And I think just that him and Zion, you can see it. They're, they're, I mean, they played AAU a little bit together. But just in the preseason, a little bit that we've seen, the connection's there. And he also already has – He's the, looking for him, yeah. He are, And Drew Holiday's a hell of a player. And I think he already has that connection with Brandon Ingram and with Josh Hart. So, I mean – He's going to be zinging assists all over the court this year. And then guard you 94 feet. I can't disagree with you just because, you know, it's really hard to, like, have assemble that young of a team. And that's a young superstar team. They have Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker off their bench. So, I mean, These all their best can... players are under 25, really. All of them. All of them. So, Except for Drew. Except for Drew. But Drew, we can expect, will be gone soon. This He's here to grow these players and dip. Exactly. Right? He'll probably – he's trying to get his money right now and – probably find he's a, in his prime he's just not on the same time yeah i mean he'll find a new spot so moving on to our next award this award you are very excited about who is your prediction to be the most improved player in the 2019-2020 nba season when i was first trying to come up with who it was my list had about 20 players on it there's a lot of guys that were really looking to take that that next leap um i think it could be jason tatum but i'm gonna roll with lonzo ball Okay, you're rolling with Lonzo. I'm going to roll with Lonzo. I'd I like to state him. I, I, I like don't. I don't know if the numbers will necessarily back that up, but I think the Pelicans are going to be competitive, and it's. I think he's going to be a big reason why. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I'm not that bold, but so you're choosing him over Jason Tatum as your most improved player? Yeah, because I already have high expectations for for Tatum. I don't think a lot of people have those expectations for Lonzo, and I think he's going to kill this year. Can he average a double double this year, Lonzo? Yeah. He could, yes. Do you think he will? Do I think he will? I think he'll be just under. Okay. So in that sense, I could agree with you. My most improved player is going between two two people, but I'm gonna go with my guy, Scary Terry. You know, the, Rozier. Yes, sir. Now I liked your Jason Tatum pick because I think he's gonna, you know, for as average and mediocre as Jason Tatum's been, he has looked. He has taken some veteran moments in the playoffs. I'm gonna be real with you guys. I think he's an average basketball player right now. I think he has the temperance of a veteran. And I think he will grow into that this year. Just from what I've seen so, thus far, I don't like all these fucking comparisons. Don't think he's that good. He hasn't shown us yet. You know, I see guys coming in averaging 22, 23. He's at 16 and five. Let's just hold him for now. But I agree with you. That was a good pick. I just think Terry Rozier is going from a backup role to the high-volume starting point guard role where he's going to be the lead scorer on this team. He's going to have the most— I think that's a foreground conclusion, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's another guy I was telling you about, Dwayne Bacon, who I really love. But, you know, kind of the same thinking you were uh, you took. You know, he's going from a backup role. Lonzo wasn't a backup, per se, in L.A. last year, but he had Rondo splitting minutes. There were just a lot of other variables. Now you got your guy Lonzo in this clear-cut role with his guy, who I think, just like you said, Zion is a match made in heaven for him. But Terry Rozier has his own team. So I think those numbers will be there. You know I, mean, I mean, he might lead the league in minutes maybe this year. I mean, Terry? he's, he's going to have to do a lot for a team that doesn't have a lot of help. If LeBron didn't exist, I could see that. Or James. Or I, mean, it, I mean, it's got to be like around there. It has to be. He's a 34, 33-minute player per game, minute per game player going forward this year, Terry Rozier. And coming last year, he was a 20-minute per game player. So... The one thing I'll disagree with you, you said that uh, Jason Tatum has been an average player. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> I was um, honest. I knew he was I think <laughs> um I think that everyone they bring they, they that first year's rookie year, they didn't have Kyrie. So him and Jalen Brown got to get like That a, was the year that impressed me a lot. So they, they got to like kind of fast track their development a little bit and they thought they were the guys and then Kyrie came in and demanded the ball about seventy percent of the time. So I think their numbers are kind of a byproduct of that. I think the fact that they have a 
Kemba Walker type who's going to defer more than Kyrie did. I think that I think that they both could potentially average 20 points I don't know a if game. he'll defer more than Kyrie did. I really don't. I think Kemba Walker's kind of the same type of player. Don't you? I think he's going to run the system a lot better than Kyrie did because Kyrie yeah, runs the Kyrie system. He's more humble, you're saying? I, I, I think he'll be like – the Celtics are more like the Spurs. You know what I mean? Like where they're going to make the East, yeah. all those kind of passes. And Kyrie is – a straight-up ISO guy. You're going to see that this year. They're, the Nets might lead the league in ISO play besides maybe the Rockets. Kyrie is going to have probably career numbers, scoring-wise. And probably across the board. I mean, man, that dude's going to have you're, – you're going to see what a one-person team really looks like until – You know there's another guy on that team I'm very high on that no one – Mr. Caris <laughs> Lavert. Yeah, watch this guy. They got a couple other guys. I like DeAndre, DeAndre but like – Jared Allen has the – they have a two good but I mean, this set. guy's – what's he going to do? Probably 28, 29, 30? I don't know about 30. I've never seen that. I can see 28, 27. I'd say 27, 26. That, I can see that. I mean, if this... This is, what, age 27? Yes. First year of his prime? Yes. Sole superstar on the team? You would think... I just don't think he's a 30-point-per-game score. I don't think he's that dominant. But you love Kyrie Irving, so you... Um, the guy was... I mean, scored 40 points in two different games in the NBA Finals. The dude is as good as I've ever seen, talent-wise. I agree, and I guess another reason is I, I like Kyrie Irving because he doesn't jack up awful shots. You know, he's a pure scorer. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not a James Harden where he needs to get – you know, Carmelo, James Harden prototypes, I need to score 30. Yeah. He's not like that. I'll score 27. But I, I think he might be the best undersized at-the-basket finisher maybe I've ever seen. And of all time, I can agree with you. I mean, like I, I, I've said Iverson my whole life, best slashing little guy. But, dude, the Kyrie – doesn't miss. He just finishes everything. It's crazy that he's that good at the rim. It's crazy. I hate Allen Iverson. You do? I'm going to say that later. I hate Allen. He's one of my least favorite players of all time. Oh, my. He, he was one of the I know, reasons I, get it. I love basketball. But, you know, in my opinion, you cannot hate Russell Westbrook and love Allen Iverson. They, they're different styles of play, but their, their play styles had the same effect on the team, in my opinion. I think so, to an you, extent. If you're going to use that argument with Russ, I could for sure, because I'm going to tell you one thing about Iverson. He didn't average no damn 10 assists a game. That fool no, was throwing up No, shots. definitely not. But he also, he was such a big fig figure culturally. Yes. That you gave him kind of the benefit of the doubt because you loved him. Because I mean, he was young, he little was, and he was he, burning everybody. He's the first, like, he's the first hip-hop artist to be in the NBA, basically. Like, he was the one coming out. I'm not going to wear suits. I'm going to wear chains. I'm going to... Guys like Damian Lillard or Damian yeah, Lillard. Yeah, I mean, he was, like, he's like a, he was like a rapper, but he was a, uh, you know, he was an NBA superstar. It was phenomenal. I will say one thing for the honorable mention. There's a guy I'm thinking of. I don't know if you're thinking of anybody. Markel Fultz, I think, was going to have a big year. Um, so just be aware of this guy. I don't know if you're as high as Markel as I am. I'm very high on Markel I, Fultz. I, I'm impressed. I, if his jumper's okay, then he'll be okay. If it's not, he won't. It's just, It's that simple. That nerve damage. So I wanted to ask you, we're moving on to our third award, Mr. JD, the sixth man of the year for this upcoming season. How do you go against Lou Will? I mean, the guy's won it, what, three times already? I just, I don't, it's his award to lose, man. He's, he's going to score between 15, 20 points off the bench. I mean. So, you know, I, he's the best bench scorer in the league. Can we agree on that? I, I, yeah, I don't do think there's much arguing there. Do you not agree? There's one guy I was thinking, Eric Gordon, I, I could say might score. The other best six man's not even on a team right now, Jamal Crawford. So I was going to ask you, do you think Lou Will keeps up his level of production with these two added superstars to that team now? Yeah, I think they're going to stagger them. They have such a benefit of being able to stagger these minutes. They just have an influx of, like, those three guys are going to probably contribute, what, 70 a game between them three, at least? I don't know about that. See, here's my thing is 25, I, 25, I think 15, Lou's 65. Average 15 to 16 points per game. If he was averaging 18 last year as the number one guy, 19, 20 maybe. But I think he'll get 16, 17. I think that was a good pick. That is the best six man talent wise in, in basketball. I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, this is a dark horse pick who no one's really going to, you're going, you might laugh at. I'm going to go Frank Kaminsky. With the Suns. Frank and the Tank. Frank Kaminsky, 26 years old, stretch four, coming from Charlotte. Uh, the starting four for that team is Dario Saric, also 25-year-old, but stretch four. Same player as Dario. While I'm choosing Frank Kaminsky, he scores. He's a volume scorer, and he's just outplayed Dario Saric in the preseason. I think he will – I mean, he might earn the starting spot, but I think Frank Kaminsky, everybody, 
is going to be the most high volume uh, scorer off the bench in the league this year. As, wow. As crazy as that sounds, he's the only player I, I've really looked at these rosters has a complete green light with that second unit. And there's a lot of guys like Schroeder. There's a guy I was looking at, Marcus Smart in Boston. Uh, I think uh, another kind of sneak candidate could be whoever the sixth man is in Portland, whether that be Hazonia or Rodney Hood. Um, I think those guys are going to get some sneaky, uh, some sneaky points. Like they could be potentially either one of them could be a fifteen to eighteen guy off the bench potentially. Bogdan Bogdanovich on the Kings, twenty eight years old, turning this year. Who who's starting on uh, in Utah? Is it going to be Bogdan or Ingles? There. So I actually read that they're going to play a three at the four, so they're going to start both. Oh, that's awesome. You like that? They're undersized yeah. now, but you think they Gobert got Rudy? Can, yeah, they got Rudy. It can make up for. Oh my God, that's four out, dude! Wow, is that, that is that? But you throw Bogdan in the paint. You said they they could beat the Warriors. What Bogdan I, against Draymond? That I mean, that's tough. Yeah, that's Draymond tough for anybody. But is burning Bogdan. But at the end of the day, you got Mike Conley's going to give Steph problems. And, I agree with you. And he's such a smart offensive player. Yes, you And will. Donovan Mitchell's going to be a fucking superstar. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, that's he, the guy. He's knocking on the door of being a the fucking 25- to 30-point monster. Yeah, he's going to, you know, the next big two-guard in the league, him and Booker. Yeah, I would say so. So, Mr. JD, what about your coach of the year? Who is your upcoming coach of the year for the 2019-2020 NBA season? I think the favorite's got to be Doc Rivers, but – but, is it? I don't think the Clippers are going to win the championship. I don't think that they're going to be a top three seed. So, with that being said, I uh, I, it's, I can't say Doc Rivers. I'm going to go Frank Vogel. I'm going to go Homer pick because I think that uh, the Lakers are going to be scary. And I think that his defensive mindset from Indiana and from Orlando with these guys is going to be big. I can't even lie. I love your pick. Because that was what, a new a new guy who people are doubting. I do think they might they're going to have the best team in the league this year. I was torn between Brad Stevens just because I think the Celtics team is going to end up with the number one record in the East. Um, I know. There I are, do think Brad Stevens is the, the best, best coach. coach. Yeah, we can both agree. But I don't him. think he'll be coach of the year this year. I know, and that's very believable. I just think he's going to do wonders with this team that no one's just like you said is expecting, kind of like your Lonzo Ball logic, but. Mike, that fool for Denver might have a shot. That's too. fuck you. Oh, that's your pick. I'm yes, sorry. God damn it. My, sorry, sorry. My pick is Mike Malone, um, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> sorry. Just sorry. because you know we were just talking about all these powerhouse teams in the West, and you said something earlier off air. Denver probably will be the number one seed in the West. They're yeah. a system team. They're experienced in this, and they care about the regular it's, season. It's usually the coach with the best record in the regular season usually gets it. So, you know, Denver, Milwaukee, we got to be the favorites, right? That team is the same, if not better, than last year. And they added, you know, a piece who we are both high on, Mr. MPJ. Dude, if, if he's half as good as I think he's going to be, that they're, team is a contender off the That rip. team is a defensive nightmare. Uh, mismatch wise, yeah. Give Jokic a, a guy, a scoring guy on the wing. And his three, like when, whenever you're injured, I notice this with like Paul George. I wonder if it's going to be the same with Old Depot. When these guys miss serious time, their jumper is so strappy when they get back. because all they've been doing is shooting. Porzingis this year is Porzingis dude. Same thing. Like if you that. can't run, jump, lift, and all you can do is shoot for a year. So we're going off the bat, off the fact that Coach of the Year is going to go with the team to the team with the best regular season record. So that's that's, that's why I think Milwaukee or Denver's probably the most likely. But I, I just do. Uh, would you before I go on? Because this is an interesting point you brought up. Would you at the end of the year? Because now they do the award show at the, after the season, right? Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, I know it doesn't. The playoff games are not supposed the, to affect your decision. They're liars, but yeah. they are liars. Would you let the first three rounds, not the finals of the playoffs, and affect your decision going forward, like Coach of the Year? It'd be impossible not to be jaded at some point. There's but, a guy we're not talking about. This the Kings coach. The Jazz coach, the Suns coach. There's so many burgeoning young teams in the league. Any of these like coaches could easily win it. Well, I mean, that's why it's so hard to predict anything, right? All of this, this is as wide as the league has ever been. That's why it's so exciting. That's why there's so many duos. There's so many new teams. There's so many good coaches. Like, this is like... The prime era of basketball. I mean, this is as good as I can remember it ever being. Okay, so Mr. Tony Montana, what, uh, <laughs> what are we doing next? All right, Tony Montana, back here with you guys. Okay. <laughs> So listen to me, man. No, all right. That that's going in. We're just we already started. God damn it! <laughs> Ignore that whole part. <laughs> so, Mister JD, you know, obviously the rookie class this year has been as great as we can possibly remember. So we're moving on to our next award, and this is some one of everyone's favorites, Rookie of the Year. 
Go ahead. Rookie of the year. I think it's very clear that if Zion's healthy, it's going to be him. For how many games? I mean, if he plays six, more than yeah, 60, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. he's going to win it. The dude is so explosive, gets to the rim, excuse me, above the rim. Yeah, gets to the it, rim. Like, I love Rudy Gobert, and he couldn't stop anything that Zion was doing the other night. So if he's not rim okay. protecting. he he. As I said earlier, I think he could have locked him He up could guard him, yes. But locked when he, him up. But when he met him at the rim, there when he go. had a couple. You said it best. When he's airborne, he's unstoppable. He is. There's just no There's no defense for it. So if, if he's healthy, it's going to be him. But – we're very there's some trepidations there, right? So, huh. so, so who is your rookie of the year pick? Are you sold on Zion? Predict the injury. I, I, the injury. I don't think I can take Zion. I don't think I can. I think I'm going to go RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. Well, why? Um, I think he is going to be given the keys to the castle the second he arrives. He's going to be leading the team in field goal attempts and minutes, minutes this year. So, um, if you're the catalyst for your team as a rookie, I mean, I like his chances. You know, and, and I can honestly agree with you there in the sense of Zion would be my one if he plays 60. He's not my one. I'm going to go with, you know, who I'm about to go. Mr. Ja Morant, uh, who played AU basketball. I thought you were going to go Michael Porter. No, I'm going to go Ja Morant. Um, I personally am another. I think RJ's a solid, good player. Um, but watching him preseason, um, you know, you shouldn't score 17 points in 39. If you get 39 minutes of gameplay, I'd like to see, you know, score. Kobe White was scoring 20 and 20. You know what I mean? I would like to see a little bit more from RJ. However, I think that's a great pick, just like you said. Uh, that's why I took John Morant. They're getting these two rookies, I think, are the only two rookies out of every single rookie right now that are literally the, the owners are saying, this is your team now. Because I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I think John Morant's way better than Jaron Jackson. And people are, that's their franchise guy. Those are going to be their two guys. Yeah. I think Brandon Clark could be better than Jaron Jackson. I think they should trade Jaron Jackson. And wow. Keep, I do because this kid Brendan Clark is phenomenal. They're really high on him, dude. I know they are because Jaron Jackson's a Kevin Garnett prototype. That's what he will evolve into if they keep him healthy. And I don't know if you if anyone can evolve into a Kevin Durant mid range jumper, crazy good yeah. defense, crazy yeah, athletic. Yeah, but he already had it. Like when I saw him at Texas, he looked way different than Jackson does. Like oh, you're saying when Garnett came in the league, he was when better. I no, yeah, when yeah. I saw KD, I KG, you KG. said you're saying KG, KG. I thought you said Durant. No, 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 like, Kevin thought, Garnett. Yeah, yeah. okay. Garnett. No, you're right. You know, definitely not a Kevin Durant. So I'm, no. I'm just a little hesitant. I kind of agree with your RJ pick. You can't dispute that. That's a. I just like John Morant because of his assist totals. He will be the point guard. Does he know? double double this year? Who Ja? Nah, no one. No, I don't think any rookie. Will. I think he'll average 15 and eight, 15 and seven though. That's a great rookie stat line, don't you think so? I think he's gonna double double. The crazy thing is he's putting up double doubles like it's nothing in preseason. Like I know. In limited minutes. That's why I'm kind of – that's why I think what I think about LeBron. Limited minutes, he's getting 11 or 12 of them. I think James, you sold James, me on the fact that – James Harden too. And he saw – I'm going to say this to everybody. I was arguing with him because he said LeBron will average double-digit assists for the first time in his career, and I really was thinking about it. At first, I was like, no way. He's never done it. But given this situation when he's never been a starting point guard of a team – I kind of agree with you. There's no way he. I mean, I feel like if, if he's not doing at least eight or nine, the Lakers aren't going to be very good. Oh yeah, nine. I mean, no, he'll find a way to get the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I want to say he's going to be doing like twelve plus, but uh, that seems a little too bold. But yeah, that's like I, that I think I think ten and a half is very very doable. likely. I agree. Very doable. And so moving on, Mr. JD. You know this. Keep calling me Mr. JD. Okay, Mrs. JD. Can we? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Is it because of the suit? It is because of the suit. It's trying to make you look I, more I look way more dapper than I usually do. All right, JD. Um, this Sup? award this award is given to, honestly, in my opinion, the catalyst on the floor. Um, as we know, defense wins championships. The defensive player of the year is the best defensive player in basketball, the most, the highest defense, defensive efficiency in the game. Who do you think is going to be the best defensive player in basketball this year? I think it's very clear, very clear cut to me. I think Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player in basketball. I think, in fact, defensive rebounding is part of it. So you got to fact. A lot of people think rebounding doesn't count, but like rebounding definitely counts. Rebounding definitely counts. Uh, rim protection is going to be there. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Rudy. This will be his third time winning it. I believe this year. Um, I think Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive players in the game. I personally would rather have. I think I'm going to go Anthony Davis. I think. Ooh. I just think Anthony Davis. You know, it's not fair. It really isn't fair because he's so good offensively. People, you know, hype up guys like Rudy Gobert and Andre Drummond when I think AD just is on another level on defense. The amount, his steal and block numbers per game are absurd, but I've never seen a guy who just holds the rim 
locked down. Like last time I saw this, it reminds me of like DeAndre Jordan when he was with Blake. Like Blake was always playing out there, and they, Doc Rivers really entrusted that whole paint to DeAndre Jordan. That's how he made his name because he was just a rebounding center no one cared about. And so I really like Anthony Davis as the defensive player of the year just because, dude, he has so much support now. Like he doesn't have to like really – he has Dwight Howard and JaVale. Yeah. So like he things will come so much easier. I mean, yeah. he's gonna have a phenomenal defense defensive year. I think you gotta seriously consider what Kawhi, you def, and Draymond Green. Well, those you just um, named the two best defenders in basketball is Kawhi and Draymond. That's I mean that's who I think you really gotta consider. Probably actually you probably just nailed those. One of those two usually are, wins it because Rudy and AD always finish be, behind those two guys. Well, Rudy's won it twice. When? I think I know we can Dr- fact check it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's won it once. I think I don't know about twice. Uh, I know Draymond's won it last year. I know Kawhi won it twice or once. Um, I know Rudy's won it once. If he's won it twice, that'd be pretty impressive. I think he could win it. We're going to find out right now. Drum roll, please. Two times. He won it twice? He's won it two times in a row. This will be his third time completing the hat trick or trifecta. So last time someone won it was Dwight Howard like that, right? Dwight Howard won it three times. Uh, And Ron Artest did it. And Three I, times? Yeah, I think Ron Artest has four on his career. And also uh, Ben Wallace. Okay, Ben Wallace. Yeah, and honestly, that was, yeah. when I was young, that was the best That was the, the best re- best rim protector in the league, and he was only 6'9". He was unbelievable when I was young. No, you are right. In fact, that's like an all-time Hall of Fame rim protector. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You could honestly say he might be the best rim protector if you played today. That's how crazy good he was. I don't know. Though. Well, I mean, the league's a little bit shorter on average than it was then. Back then? I mean, for big men, at least. Yes, because the So, like, yeah, you guys like Draymond Green and LeBron James run five quite often. Uh, back then, that would never happen. So, he was an anomaly at 6'9 to be a center. So, J.D., we got defensive player. We got rookie coach, six-man most improved executive. But, you know, the one award, Ooh. the regular season award. That We're at the big ones now. The one award everybody hangs their hat on is MVP. Who's your MVP? For this is time? always used as arguments when we're talking GOAT. It's always yes. It's always the thing that solidifies a Hall of Fame career. This is always the thing. Like, you know, Iverson winning it is what propels his career to a different status of what it would if he didn't have one, if he, if he don't have rings. and um, Kobe's 2008 MVP, you know, also. I mean, that's a huge trump card for the LeBron versus Kobe debate. LeBron won four during Kobe's prime. No, that's not fair. Kobe was out of his prime when LeBron. I mean, I think Kobe's prime went pretty long. I mean, he was still in his prime at 34. That's what the greats do. That's what the greats do. But, I mean, if it wasn't for Derrick Rose, if everyone was just mad at LeBron, basically. You could say going the same to Miami. about Steve Nash winning those two MVPs when Kobe. But LeBron had very easily could have won five straight. He I ended up Kobe, winning. He won four out of five. But you don't think Kobe could have either? 35 points per game, 33 points per game, 34 points per game. Steve Nash won it half averaging 16 and 10. Yeah, but if you're basing it purely off numbers, yeah. But the MVP typically goes to the best player of the best team. They and, made playoffs. But the Suns were the number one seed winning 66 games, 63 games. My thing is, though, And the Suns, Steve Nash was by far the best player in the catalyst of that team. So, yeah, he deserved it. Again. Think about who Kobe lost to, bro. Kobe lost to Tim Duncan three times. He lost to KG. He lost to He lost Dirk. to Steve Nash. He lost to Steve Nash twice. He was twice. up 3-1 against Steve Nash, and he blew it, remember? He oh, was up 3-1. I, I'm talking MVPs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Those yeah. guys all won MVPs during Kobe's prime. It's like Tim Duncan, KG. Because Kobe's team was ass. And then LeBron won four. So it's like, fuck, dude. It's just, it's tough for Kobe to have gotten the room. And it, I love Kobe. And I, I love him. It is. That's his one. Dude. I mean, he has one league MVP. He has two finals MVPs. That's his knock. And those are those are well yeah because Shaq got three of them when they were teammates. So I'm gonna ask, who do you think wins MVP this year? The MVP of this year, Jesus, it's gonna be a repeat offender, man. It's gonna be Giannis. Giannis is gonna win it again. They're gonna win 65 games. He's gonna be the best player on the best team, and he's not really the best team, but it's gonna be the, the highest. Right, yeah. They're gonna have the number one record, and he's gonna be a what like 28. 14 5 2 2 guy like come on so to be honest with you i can't dispute that that was my three pick i'm hesitant to pick him because i think there's one thing there's a player i like in the west there's two i'm torn there's between. a few i like in the west there's as well. there's i'm torn between <laughs> um i just think you know if a player in the west were to get his team to a similar amount of wins i don't think you could give it to Giannis because the west is that much tougher I, right i 100 percent agree with okay, you. okay so let's go off this team. strength of schedule was definitely a big reason why i chose Giannis. okay exactly and i that's why i have i can't really disagree with you even though i was trying to find reasons to because yeah. I, I my picks are different just it, it sickens me when we agree it does too it's <laughs> annoying like i don't want to have the same opinion as you but 
I have to choose between LeBron and Steph, I'm going to choose Steph and Curry as my wow. MVP because I think LeBron and AD will be front runners. Their team will be one of the best. But I think Steph's team will exceed expectations. I think they'll be if they're playoff relevant and he's the only guy. I can't believe that's the narrative right now. We're really doubting the Warriors. We're 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 like yeah, I am. No, no, people like the media is in general like this. You're is, not. No, not at all. They're gonna drop a lot of games, bro. They're gonna I drop don't think games so. they haven't dropped in the past. Don't think so. I think they don't care about the regular season as much as they. That's what. I'm, but the, we're basing the but, MVP award off the regular but, season. Yeah, but they're going to this year because the superstar left them. Clay's hurt. Everyone's talking shit on him like this dynasty's over. These guys are going to be. They're not going to rebuild. They're going to reload. They're going to be ready, and they're going to be a serious, serious contender for the championship this year. I agree, but here's my thing is that they had a very efficient system in the sense that Clay could throw 60 points while dribbling the ball 30 seconds. That's insane efficiency. D'Lo needs to put the ball on the floor to create a play. That takes away, don't you think, from the volume slash chemistry of the other players in the system? I think so, but I think when you have a catalyst like Steph and you have a democratic system, I think... D. Russ is going to hit the ground running with that team. I, he hasn't. He has not looked great in preseason. He I had will one say, good game. Yeah, he just I will say that. that the first game, he it's going to take an adjustment period, and especially it's going to be really big adjustment when they come in. and They're starting Clay at three. Yeah, and he comes off the bench. I mean, hopefully he's ready by February. Well, did you hear saying. the rumor? And I know this is going to surprise you. There's a big rumor right now. I don't know if a lot. The Warriors are. I didn't know this. Are seriously shopping D. Russ, and there's a rumor. I don't know if you hear this. They're going to do D. Russ in a second rounder for Andre Drummond right now. That's on the wow. Table. That's on the table. See, I, I think that's a mistake. For who? I think that would be a huge mistake for Golden State. Uh, really? A guy that could run the floor? I think Willie Cauley-Stein is the perfect fit for that team. I do, too. It's just Drummond's so dominant. That's the fourth best center hey, basketball. I, uh, Drummond. Because, because Jokic is He's probably going to lead the league in rebounding this year. Again. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's the best rebounder in basketball. We can agree with that. But I, I just... I like Drummond a lot more. They I don't lost, like D'Lo. They, I don't like D'Lo. They, they lose Durant. They lose Iguodala. I mean, it's got to come know, from – the scoring's got to come from somewhere, at least until Clay gets back. I know. I know. I just I don't – That's I don't more like likely D'Lo. at the trade deadline. I don't see D'Lo's dom- – I, th- I, th- I thought D'Lo last year was a product of his system situation last year. Just I don't being th- the guy? I don't know if he could recreate that every year. You know what I mean? Do you? No, I but I but better, I think but. but I think if he's on your team with that supporting cast, with Draymond Green being a defensive terrorist – I mean, this team won 73 games, and they were like uh, a minute away from having another world title, if, it, if not for the greatest comeback in sports history, LeBron's 3-1 comeback in the finals. That team won 73 games, and the, it, outside of Iguodala, the team looks, you know, player for player, looks pretty similar. So you add D'Angelo Russell. Was a, Iggy was a catalyst. Iggy's a so. huge part of it, yeah. absolutely. And you and I are one of the few, two of the few people that actually recognize Iggy's. His contribution was yes. huge. Huge. And... Um, but yeah, I think D. Russ is going to be fine, and I think that that's going to be a scary good team around playoff down. And I just think since they're going to exceed expectations, I would not be surprised if Steph won it. However, I'm just hesitant to give it to Steph just because he is in that Russell Westbrook position he w- Russ was in three years ago, but LeBron is playing point guard this year, which is, is crazy. Is Curry going to average 30? Yes. He averaged, he averaged 30.1 playing 32.1 minutes per game, the so lowest amount no of minutes KD, ever. No KD, no Clay. It's, it's going to be going up, right? I'm, would you think he, I think he hits 31-32. My friends laughed at me saying he doesn't even hit this 30. This is going to be an all-time scoring year. All-time. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's that type of player I don't, like no, Harden that just jack up shots we might like have that. six guys average 30. Has that ever happened before? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Uh, maybe, Kyrie, Curry, AD, Giannis, Harden. Uh, I mean, like, dude, the, like, we're missing some people. I'm, I'm just saying, like, this, just off the top of my head, there's a lot of guys that can be right around 30 points a game. There's going to be five 30 point per game scores. What's Devin Booker going to put up this year? You don't know. 25, 26. On the left. He is, a, yeah, he's a 30. He's, he's going to have 22. a green light like fuck this year. Yeah, he's 22. So if he hits 30, by the way, that's insane. So and, just so you went Steph, correct? You're going. You're you're going with Steph. Sure, man. Lock me up with Steph. Okay. Steph He's my favorite player, but like my gut's just saying LeBron. Like I just have a feeling this dude said, you guys think Giannis is the best player in basketball? Oh, I averaged 27, 8, and 8. KD's better than me now? For sure. Watch next year. So I, I really don't know. Like I've never seen LeBron this determined. He really People really think Giannis and KD are better than him right now. Giannis you can make an argument for, but because he added a three-point shot this year. But, dude, LeBron is... Well, according to the 2K ratings... I'm a huge 2K player fan. A huge 2K, 2K player, by the way. Johnny D008 on Xbox <laughs> if you want to catch some fucking hands. Um, 
Uh, they have LeBron and Kawhi as the top-rated players. They're both 97 overall. And then it's Giannis. That's bullshit. Then it's Harden. Just because Kawhi is not better than... Kawhi, I could put ahead of Giannis right now, honestly. We'll have to see another season. At, because when playoffs came... That, or, yeah, I mean, they lost. They didn't lose four straight games all year. Milwaukee, not at any point, lost four games in a row. And they lost four games in a row in the playoffs. What does that tell you? You need a jump shot in playoffs. I, he doesn't need to be hitting threes, but he needs to be hitting that 14, 15-footer. Yes, you need, to be, to you be. need someone to play up on you in the playoffs. In the, I mean, Al Horford gave him a lot of trouble. And that we didn't see that during the season. No. Nobody could stop him during the regular season. No one's stopping him in the preseason. No one's going to stop him in the next 82. But when it gets to the playoffs... Teams are really going to lock him. You're not weak, scared of him. Your weaknesses are magnified yes. in the playoffs. Yes, that's what people... That's the only. That's why I think basketball, like as opposed to other sports, like basketball, there's a clear difference between regular season and playoff basketball. The Football only, is fairly similar. It gets more intense in every playoffs, but like none like basketball where there's such a night and day difference. I would say... The only one that even comes close would be hockey. I agree with you. Hockey during the regular season and during the playoffs, the physicality is so different. The environment is way more hostile. I, I would say hockey's second. NBA playoffs is like college basketball and NBA court. Well, I mean, you saw it last year, the very first game with the Rockets. Like, they said they missed 19 calls. They're like, no, they're just not going to get away with Harden trying to get fouled every time in game one of the playoffs. They're not going to allow that. So, they're like, yeah, it's going to be way more physical. Which is another, oh, by the way, we'll get into this later, another argument I have against James Harden being the greatest scorer ever is yeah, he, the he, manipulation of the rules. Manipulation of the rules, and he tries to get uh, – he plays for free throws, man. I yes. mean – his was the last four years. The closest guy's been Westbrook, and it's been by like not even like a hundred attempts. He's had like a hundred more attempts than number two, like three years in a row now. That's asinine. Yeah, that is I mean, and don't get me wrong, he's one of the most gifted players scoring the ball that we've ever fucking seen. But trying to get fouled is not getting buckets. Yeah, I agree. And you know, speaking of, we were just talking about what solidifies solidifies you as an all time great. Well, we know there's a big disparity between winning the MVP and when becoming a champion. Um, so I'm going to ask you, we're gonna, just going to say night clearly, who wins the most important award of the year? Who becomes that? Which team is the NBA champion this year? And which player becomes the NBA Finals MVP? Mark it down right now. I'm going to be posting this again on Instagram on July, like June 11th. Because I know who you're going to say. Because the Los Angeles Lakers are going to win the NBA Finals. They're going to beat the Clippers and they're going to beat the Warriors and they're going to go to the finals, and they're going to beat Milwaukee in six or seven, maybe less. And I'm assuming you're going to throw LeBron in there? What? As your finals MVP. Oh, I'm picking my MVP. And the finals MVP will be LeBron James. And then he will have four titles. I'm on the and same And ten same page. finals appearances. I'm on the same page. I think the Lakers win the NBA championship. I think Anthony Davis wins NBA finals MVP. I think he's going to dominate statistically. Um, I think LeBron's going to have like 25 and 8. I think this full Anthony Davis is going to average 38 and fucking 15. I think he could very easily – 38 north. No, just for, in the seven-game series. I think not, Yeah, I know. I, I think he could do 18 boards a game probably. Yeah, he's he going to Uber. It's going to be insane, especially if they go against the team. Uh, like uh, the, the biggest threat to the East, I think a bigger threat would be Philly, but I think Philly and Milwaukee are a bad matchup, if that makes sense. So like – Milwaukee's going to be the team that makes it, but Philly has a better chance of beating the Lakers. I actually I disagree. I think Philly's the team. No question. I think Philly's the best team in the East this year. Yeah. Because, in my opinion, you look at the Eastern Conference, there's only one team in the East that has a player like Giannis. And they have two players like Giannis. But Ben hasn't developed into that yet. But just Joel Embiid in there, uh, to have Joel, like I think Joel Embiid's the best center in basketball. I think he's the Hakeem Olajuwon 2.0. But the shortest player on the Philadelphia Sixers starting lineup is 6-7 and that's Josh Richardson who's one of the best two one of the best two-way combo guards in basketball. Yeah. So I'm very high on Philadelphia this year. I know they lost Jimmy. I think they're way better than they were last year. Moving that size, that Tobias Harris moving him to the 3 and starting Al Horford out 4. You know why I'm so high on the Sixers cuz you just said it earlier. Al Horford's the one player that gave Giannis trouble in the playoffs. When you pair him and Joel Embiid down low, I just think Giannis is going to get locked. I think he's going to get locked up in that series more than he ever will in his career going forward. I'm predicting that right now. I mean, you're, you're making a lot of really good points because I, I, I kind of even didn't space it, but the fact that Horford's on Philly 
is going to give Milwaukee a lot of right? trouble. Right, and it's not even that. Forget it, just the size. The fact that they're 6'10", power forwards, now they're it's three. It's a big-ass team, dude. It like, is. Tobias is their three. If Ben Simmons can develop any semblance of what a jump shot is. Did you see him hit a three-pointer? I in saw him hit a three-pointer. <laughs> yeah! I've also seen him make him at YMCA. I have yet to see it in a regular season game. <laughs> guys, just, just frame of reference, guys. Shaq is one for 24 with threes in his NBA career. Ben Simmons, 0 for 18. That's a just a, just a fun statistic for fans at home. Keep that energy this year. I mean, there's guys. Okay. I've seen guys develop oh, jumpers. There's a few guys like when you think about Jason Kidd. They called him Asin because he has he didn't Michael deserve Jordan, a, he, Michael Jordan, but he didn't deserve a J. That's why they called him Asin. Did it really call him Asin? Yeah, they did. Asin Kidd. He, he was strapped at the end of his career. He, when he retired, he finished top five in three pointers made. By the time he retired, so like guys can turn it around. I hope he can. Like people when I. I think Ben Simmons is a phenomenal player. People assume when I talk about his jumper sucking that I like think he's trash. I think he's a generational type player. If he can get any kind of jumper, he's going to be a, Best player in basketball, one right? of the most imposing players ever. But the fact is, if you can guard a guy at the free throw line or lower and not be scared at all, it's tough to win in 2019, 2020, and so on. That's a good point. It is true. It, Just it, like you see, Raj, Kobe guarded Rajon Rondo like five, six years ago. This dude was laughing at him and giving him like three feet of space. Yeah, it, well, there, that's the Rondo defense is what I call it. There's no fear in your jumper. So why the fuck am I going to guard you tight and let you blow past me and get layups and drop off to your guys? I'm going to sag off and dare you to shoot it. So my thing is this. Now we both have the Lakers. You're not worried at all about the Clippers beating them? I mean, I'm very worried about them. So why do you take the Lakers over this 50-win Clippers that just added Paul George and Kawhi? I, I just I think between that three-headed monster of big men that they are going to dominate every person they play in rebounding. I mean, rebounding is usually the indicating factor in winning games, right? I mean, I, I've, you I've, I've heard you say that a bunch. I, I've in my research in my life experience, we know this, yeah. Real who fans know this. Win the rebounding game, you win the game, and I think they have unbelievable perimeter defense. But I think uh, I don't think Zubac and Harrell are going to be enough to deal with guys like Dwight, like Javel, like Anthony Davis, and I like think LeBron. Dwight's a mismatch for both Harrell and Zubac. I think Dwight alone. And now you're going to throw in Anthony Davis. And then and then if we ever can get around to getting Boogie back, I mean, then that's a whole different thing. And then if you talk about Kuzma and LeBron are going to chip in f- between what four to nine every night. I really hope these Lakers beat the Clippers, man. I, I mean, I if they play each other, that's the whole different thing. It's like, what's the seeding going to be like? It's so crazy with Denver, with Portland, with potentially guys like Kings, Dallas, Sacramento, the guys that are sneaking into it. The Pelicans are going to be fighting for that little – they're probably going to finish like 12th, but they're going to be fighting for these spots. Like the sh- they're, Every matchup – The window for error is very small for these teams. You make small error, you're out of play. I mean, what's the, what's, how many games is going to be a difference between the three seed and the eight seed? Like four? 0.5. <laughs> yeah, like you don't knows, know. Like, it, yeah, the shuffling is going to be insane. So, every matchup in the West is going to be phenomenal. And there's about three teams back east that we can really be like, wow, that are good. Don't sleep on my Bulls just yet. Like, I'm telling you, we're going to shock a lot of they're people. They're going to, I called playoffs. We have a stud at each player. We have an all star caliber player in two years. Ago. I called playoffs. So, if that, it, I appreciate that. I mean, don't you think that'd be a huge win? You guys yeah. have been p- picking in the top eight for five years. No, I agree. Now we're here finally. And now you're going to be an eight seed, Honestly, seven seed. Honestly, I would say it's huge. a huge L if we don't make playoffs. With this young core, like, what more do you want? Wendell, Laurie, Otto Porter at the three, the highest three point. Like, Zach Levine, who's going to be a super superstar this year. And then he might you know, your guy, what, Kobe 24, White. 25 maybe? 25, I think. I think he's going to Kobe play. White, man. I think so. He's too. the catalyst. He He's the he's going to be the reason they make it, but he'll also be the reason they don't. I think they have a, we have a, we could have a possibly an all star each position and besides Otto I think Otto is insanely good though. I mean he you can't buy three and D guys man they, they're tough to get. And so. you have the highest three point percentage in the league too. So when ago. you get a guy like Otto who's gonna give you 110 percent on defense all the time and is gonna knock, knock down, down the down occasional three. three. He I, he is a top ten shooter in the, like Otto Porter is one of the craziest shooters we have so I'm hoping he but keeps it up. You know if if Kobe's double doubling a lot if yeah. if Markinen stretching the floor if Wendell Carter's who I think he is exactly I mean you know for for a young they're young enough to where they can grow but they're like old enough to where they can be competitive right now, which is scary for our trajectory in three years. But what's even scarier is there's about five teams I'm thinking of in similar situations like Kings, Suns, Heat. They're all in the same situation as us. Well, I'm, well, that's the thing. Is like everyone was so quick to say that the Minnesota Timberwolves are the next NBA dynasty. They're the next Warriors. I remember this, yeah. And, I mean, I see a lot of the same characteristics there. 
I, I, are they going to be one of the great ones? Hopefully. But are they the next Minnesota? Maybe as well. Yeah, because Minnesota kind of flopped, right? In my opinion, yeah. yeah I mean, the, I mean, they had the number one pick. They Wiggins didn't like, live up to his expectations. They, I mean, he's probably the – he's a top ten small forward. But, um, you know, we, we, you have Cat and him and Jimmy, and they were talking about trading for Kyrie at one point. It seemed like, God, Cat, I'm like, yeah, especially I'm like this team's going to be scary. Scary, yeah. scary. That They said that if uh, – if, um, What's his name? Hadn't have just been signed, they would have been able to trade for Kyrie, but because Derek Rose? no, the point guard, the other one, um, um, Jeff Teague, Jeff Teague, we'll yeah. say the one from the I like from Atlanta, Teague, yeah. but they couldn't trade him till December, so they lost out on the Kyrie sweepstakes, basically. So, you know, these were our preseason awards. We got your Finals MVP, our champion, our MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Six Man, Coach, Most Improved Player, and Executive. Um, it's going to be really interesting when we. At the end of the year, watch this video. At the end, end of the year, be like how way off, off or how spot we know on. Damn well, we might not get one. We, yeah, I mean, we very likely could go over, but we could get a couple of these. Yeah, uh, hopefully I think we, did, the, we, we said some good points, Loki. Hopefully, the champion at least. Champion is the <laughs> one that I am really hoping for. Yeah. So these were our preseason awards. You know, JD and I are very, 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 very excited to cover uh, basketball this season with you guys. Starts on Tuesday. What can we? What can our fans expect from you and I going forward? I mean. We're going to be covering everything, man. This is It's not just coverage, though. It's going to be hopefully entertaining, but also it, I think we have a pretty unique perspective. And we're getting dope guests. We want a lot of cool yeah, guests. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of cool people on. We're going to be talking hoops, and we're going to be talking about, God, there's, there's just so much unknown. And being able to unpack that over the course of nine months with you guys is going to be awesome. So, you know, this is a week-to-week thing. You're going to be watching live reactions, right? Follow us on our Twitter, which we will put out, and you will see. You will know our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook. Follow us everywhere for that all-exclusive hoops coverage that you could listen to somewhere else in a more boring, monotone voice, <laughs> right? And our, our and we're going to be doing a lot of bonus footage, too. We're going to be doing – Cena is very active in the fantasy game. I'm very active in the betting game, so look for live videos. Look for IGTV videos. This man's uh, going to bet like every game about the, About gambling and about fantasy as well. I think those are going to be some huge benefits to the show moving forward. Let's go. We are so close. Talk oh. too much hoop. Say that fucking name, man. Christmas is on October 22nd this year. And it's the NBA season, man. It's We're like kids on Christmas morning, just like you said, JD. Talk too much hoops. We'll see you next week, the week after, and, and the week get, after that. And guess what? What? It's been another week and, and another, another dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. I don't think we could ask for a better episode. Hey, man. All right, our Good journey shit. starts now. Good. Hold up.